Welcome to the Work Life Brilliance Podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. Hi there, and welcome to the program. I'm really excited because I am about to share with you a tool that is going to change your life. So whether you have been meditating for a long time, or you're new to it, or you're resisting it, you're going to want to listen to this. Um, As you may remember, I came late to meditation. I've only been meditating regularly for a couple of years, and I have been playing around with different ways of doing it. Um, One thing I hate more than anything is wasting my own time and wasting other people's time. So a lot of meditations out there don't actually help. They don't actually, um, they're not worthy of the time you spend in them. So I don't want you to just feel calm. I want you to be changing your brain, changing your state, changing how you show up in the world, and changing your future because of how you're showing up today and because of how you're using your brain to work with the universe, God, whatever you want to call this higher power that we need to tap into in a certain way. And as you know by now, our brains are wired for fear, for survival. So if we don't do something to manage the brain, we are going to have days driven by fear and survival. So if you are thinking, I don't have time for meditation, I'm going to tell you, you don't have time not to to do this meditation. This meditation is going to make your brain work so much more efficiently, and it's going to make your days so much more productive. And I know that's a big promise. Um, So I didn't make up this meditation. I just read an incredible book that I'll be talking about at a different time called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. It's by Vishen Lakhiani, and he is the founder of Mind Valley, which is an incredible online learning platform for personal growth, personal professional human growth. And he has done probably more research on this than just about anybody on the planet. And so when he says something works... I'm going to try it out. And I have made just tiny, tiny tweaks to it for me based on what I know about prayer and the law of attraction. Um, But for the most part, you're going to get this. And if you want his help with it, you can sign up at Mindvalley, mindvalley.com slash extraordinary. And again, the name of the book that I'm getting this from is The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. So he calls this the six-phase meditation. At most, it's going to take you 21 minutes. The longest one I've ever done is 20 minutes and 32 seconds. My average is around 17 minutes. And it has six phases, as the name would would suggest. And the first three have to do with training your brain and your state to be happy and grateful right now. So now in the moment and now today. The, The fourth through sixth steps help you be happy in your future self. And remember, your brain does not know the difference between past, present, and future. So we are going to be using that, using that fact to actually manipulate our brain and how it relates to both our past and our future while we make the most of today. So I'm going to tell you how to do it here. I'm not going to take you in a guided meditation through it because really you you just need to know the steps. And you need to outline the steps, give yourself some instructions, 
and then just have it handy the first few times you do it, and then you'll get so uh, so used to it that you don't, you don't even need a guide. But if you want one, you can go get Vishen's um, guidance online at Mind Valley. All right. So the first step, actually, let me tell you the six phases. So you can jot these down, and then you can start taking notes about each one. The first step is compassion. Step two, gratitude. Step three, forgiveness. Step four, future dreams. Step five, perfect day. And step six, blessing. So let's start with part one, happiness and gratitude in the now, and step one, compassion. Really simple. First thing you need to do is imagine the face or smile of someone you deeply love. Doesn't matter who, doesn't matter what. It could be a pet who's living now, a pet from your past. It could be uh, someone in your family. It could be a younger version of you even. Sometimes I use my seven-year-old self. And yes, I have a picture of my seven-year-old self on the wall. Remember, my brain doesn't know the difference between past, present, and future. So sometimes I can give her advice and tell her it's going to be okay. Anyways, whatever works for you, imagine this face of somebody you deeply love and really allow yourself to feel sensations of love and compassion and just let them build and bubble up. And as they come up, I want you to imagine that the love you are experiencing is now filling a bubble around you. And this bubble is going to have a color. For you, it might be white, light, golden light. Mine is often this pinkish golden light. But just imagine a bubble surrounding you, and now you are in the midst of a bubble of love. How cool is that? That's going to feel really good already. But then with every exhalation, or every few exhalations, I want you to imagine the bubble gets bigger. It expands to fill the whole room you're in, and if there are any beings in that room, you can extend love to them. I wish you, I bless you with love and peace, whatever, whatever you want to say. And then you're going to expand it again on another exhale to fill your home, and you're blessing and filling all the beings in your home with love, sending them love, compassion, and wishing you well. And you're going to keep expanding because energy is infinite. You can expand your energy as far as you want. It's only a matter of your imagination. So keep expanding beyond your neighborhood, your town, your country, and now the planet. And you can extend compassion and love to all the beings in the planet, that's in the oceans, in the sky, everything. This should feel really intoxicatingly wonderful. And it is a reminder that no matter your relationship state, uh, you can always be surrounded by love by putting your center, yourself at the center of love. And that is why sometimes I love starting with my younger self, or even my current self, but it's easier to do my younger self as my primary initial source of love. All right, so once you do that, you savor that for a little bit, and you move on to gratitude. And Vishen, who came up with this, likes to just bucket in, into personal, personal qualities and, and work qualities. 
So I do a couple of things with the personal qualities. First, I do personal items. So I practice gratitude and I just feel deep gratitude and thanks for just household stuff like cabinets full of food and dishes and pantries full of food, freezers full of food, my warm bed, medicine in my medicine cabinet. Uh, You can be thankful for a paycheck, a warm cup of coffee. These are things that you are abundant for that make your life better. Then you practice gratitude for things about your work. So maybe your work gives you a retirement account. Maybe there's a co-worker who likes your sense of humor. Maybe you have an easy commute. Maybe you have a project you enjoy or a boss you get along with. What are things you can be genuinely, easily grateful for in your work? And then I also like to practice things about myself. What are traits that you love? And be as pithy and detailed as you want. Maybe you have a nice smile. Maybe you have straight teeth. Maybe it's your sense of humor or kindness or your ability to remember birthdays or you're a good driver. You have thick hair. Maybe you have a good sense of style. doesn't matter. Whatever it is, just practice gratitude for yourself, for the things that support you, and for the things at work that you're grateful for. All right, so fill yourself up with that juicy, lovely emotion and vibration called gratitude. And then we're going to move on to forgiveness. Now, hopefully you've listened to my podcast on forgiveness and you realize by now that forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person. It is a gift to you. And if you're not practicing forgiveness, if you are holding a grudge, you are torturing you. It has nothing to do with that other person. It doesn't matter what they think, and they're probably not thinking about the incident or you at all. But even if they were, it doesn't matter. You are the one going back into the past and torturing you. So the thing that was most amazing about this, so I know the benefits of forgiveness, but what I did not know was that this act of forgiveness, when you finally let go of a grudge, there is no better way to get your brain into an alpha state. So alpha state is the state that like Einstein, Edison, they were in when they were able to access their creativity. You cannot be stressed and in an alpha state at the same time. It is a state of calm relaxation, of openness, of creativity. It also heightens your intuition. And if you do it on a regular basis, even for short periods, you're going to be able to cope with stress more easily and your anxiety will go down. So this is another thing you could try in the middle of the night when you wake up is forgiveness. Or uh, you can just try some breathing practices. There are a lot of great meditations out there to help you get back to sleep. This meditation, by the way, I recommend you do first thing in the morning or one of the first things you do in the morning. All right, so here's how to do forgiveness. Choose one person and one event. It can even be a younger version of you when you did something that you're still beating yourself up for. All right? Once you do that, set the scene. I want you to go back in time and imagine where this happened and what was happening. This is probably going to bring up feelings of pain and maybe anger. And that's okay, but don't stay there. All right? You're in the scene and you do not want to stay there because that would be self-torture. You're just setting the stage so that you can feel the release 
All right, so like maybe a minute, max two minutes. And then once you're in the scene, you need to ask yourself these three questions. First, what did I learn from this? And then just pause, listen. Question two, how did this make me or my life better? And the last question, what could have happened in their past to cause them to act this way? Or what pain might they have been in? Because remember, only hurt people hurt people. Think about when you hurt somebody. You're not at your best. That's not who you really are. That's a you in pain. Okay, so the questions again were, what did I learn from this? How did this make my life better? You'll find something. Just relax, let your brain think of it. And what could have happened in their past to cause them to act, just act this way? All right, the final step requires willingness on your part to stop torturing yourself. And that is to drop it. Or what Vishen calls forgive into love. Whatever works for you to call it, I just think of it as dropping the grudge. Dropping that heavy, old, toxic story about somebody having harmed you. And maybe it was you. Just let it go. Take a deep breath as you feel it dropping. And then, final step, send compassion to them. They were hurting. Now you get to send compassion to them because the more healed they are, the more secure and loving they feel, the less they're going to hurt people. And compassion feels good. Again, self-love, sending love out, it's all, it all feels so good, it almost is selfish. So it may take a few times. I don't know how many times it may take you a while of repeating this in order for it to completely go away, or it may just happen the first time. But feel free to repeat it if it was a scenario that you're having trouble, um, having trouble with in terms of dropping it. All right, so literally forgiveness is the act that will most quickly put your brain into an alpha state. I know I started with that with this section, but I just want to capstone it. And Vishen describes a seminar where people pay a ton of money for one week to upgrade their brains to that of a monk who's trained for at least 20 years up to 40 years. And they found that just practicing forgiveness was about a million times faster than meditating like a monk, where you just notice your thoughts going by. I don't know if you've ever tried that, but for me, just noticing my thoughts going by tells me that I have a lot of negative thoughts and fearful thoughts. So that does not personally work for me, and I don't have time to do that enough to get to monk status. I would rather just have a monk-like brain that is centered, grounded, peaceful, full of compassion, full of forgiveness, and able to shift from fear to that state very quickly. So that's why I love forgiveness. Feels darn good. Okay, so now we're in part two. Ah, gratitude and excitement for a vision of the future. So this is going to require a little bit of pre-work, but it's the best kind of pre-work. And if you've already done your vision for the future, you can just jump right in. But step four is imagining your future dreams. And I'm going to add this piece of advice as if they are happening now. Imagine yourself living your dream life. And he suggests going about three years into the future. 
which I like. Because sometimes we go way too far in the future, and it just doesn't feel real enough. So imagine yourself about three years in the future, living your dream life. And if you don't know what your dream life is, that's fine. So there are a number of ways you can do this, but he recommends asking yourself three questions. And those are, what experiences do I want to have in life? And you can bucket those into love, relationship, social relationships, financial life, and your quality of life. What experiences do you want to have? How do you want to grow? How do you want to grow physically, like in your health and fitness, intellectually? What do you want to learn emotionally? What kind of state do you want to be vibrating in? Because that's what emotions are. They're vibrations. They're magnetic frequencies that have a vibration. And the ones that feel good vibrate at a very high frequency, which means they are light from a physical perspective. They're light versus the heavy, slow emotions like shame, anger, and fear. So I'm assuming you want to grow into a person who feels a lot of love, gratitude, peace, and joy. Those are the highest end of the spectrum of emotions we can experience. Bliss, right there at the top. All right, so how do I want to contribute is the third question. How do I want to contribute to my career, to my character, to my family, to my life purpose, my mission on the planet? So those are the three buckets. What experiences do I want? How do I want to grow? And how do I want to contribute? Once you get a vision of that, you can imagine yourself living it three years from now. And you want to savor it. You want to be grateful for it as if it's happening now. So whatever emotion, positive emotions you want to uh, feel with this, whether it's gratitude, joy, peace, love, just savor this visualization you're having. Next, we bring it back to today. Step five is imagining the perfect day. And you can start this section by asking yourself, what needs to happen today in order for me to start achieving my dreams? Maybe you need to order a certain book in an area you want to learn. Maybe you need to reach out to somebody. Maybe you need to go through your day being mindful and catching yourself when you get stressed and going into expansion because you're practicing emotional growth. Uh, maybe you need to buy an exercise equipment. I don't know, but what is it about your day that needs to happen? Now, you don't have to be magical with this. Like, you don't have to imagine that meetings get magically canceled, but maybe you imagine this meeting that you weren't looking forward to actually going beautifully, and you being peaceful and calm and confident during the meeting and actually making great connections and having great ideas in the meeting. So. Just imagine how the day would unfold if it was beautiful all the way through. And start from now until you go to sleep. What would that look like? Finally, the last part is just the blessing. I say just the blessing. It's, it's this beautiful ending to this meditation where you imagine that there is some higher power ready to support you. For many of you, this will be very easy. You can call it universe, you can call it nature, you can call it uh, God, you can call it Allah, you can call it whatever you want. If you happen to be an atheist, you're going to have to call on something greater within you. Your inner fortitude, uh, your inner compass, but you have to imagine there's some higher power ready to support you. And 
When you do, here's how I like to do it. I literally, I'm sitting up straight in my chair. I imagine my uh, top of my head, there's a door and it's sliding open. And I am inviting purified divine source light. And this light is like liquid light. It is liquid light that starts filling my forehead, <clears throat> goes into my ears, my neck, my shoulders, behind my heart, beside my heart, in front of my heart, down through all of my energy centers and my torso and my pelvis, filling that space up, all the way down my legs, my calves, my ankles, and finally filling up through my toes and then extending out of this non-barrier that we think of as a barrier called skin, out into our energy field. So now we also have this tube of divine purified source light protecting us and making us have this delightful, warm, attractive light that other people like to be around. And then you can just um, ask for blessings to be protected, to be your best self, to fill yourself with compassion, and you can say gratitude for those blessings. So there's no one right way, but what I would recommend is that you do not plead or beg. This one is all about knowing, feeling it, feeling the blessing, inviting the blessing in. The blessings are always there. All you have to do is just accept them and be grateful for them rather than pleading for help because you don't need that. The help is already there. You just have to accept it. So thank it for its energy. Thank it for its protection and for its love. And I'm going to share with you, that's the last step. You're, by now, this should feel really good. If you haven't already planned your day now, you can go and plan your day and just imagine it going beautifully. And all of this leads up to a word that is um, going to contain a swear word in it. So if there are young ones around or if you're easily offended, you won't like this word, but it's one of my favorite words now. And it comes from his book, and I'm not sure where he got it from, but it is unfuckwithable. When you become a person who does not need external validation because you are so at peace with yourself, you know that what happens around you and what praise you get and what criticism you get, those don't have anything to do with you. They have to do with other people. Praise can feel wonderful, but the person who doesn't need it in order to feel amazing and happy and filled with self-love because they are fueled from the inside. They are fueled by purpose and an internal compassion. That person is constantly surrounded with love and doesn't need affirmation. And when criticism comes, they realize that that person has a point of view that is different, that doesn't resonate with yours. It's not about you, it's about their point of view or their mental state of mind. When you become that person who doesn't need that external validation but is always at peace with yourself, you become unfuckwithable <laughs> because criticism just bounces off of you and you realize that person's in pain and you can send them compassion. So I'm working on that. I'm not quite sure where I am on the scale of super needy to unfuckwithable, but I'm making progress and I want you to as well because imagine if the whole world just felt self-love. Wow, that would be a cure. I wish we had a, a pill for that one. All right, so I hope this helps. I hope you do this. I hope you do this starting today, no matter what time of day, and start to get an experience of it. So I'm just going to go over 
one more time what the steps are. Compassion, starting internally and expanding to the planet. Gratitude, personal work, and then your inner self, your qualities, inner self and outer self. Forgiveness, just the dropping of this energy that you're holding that's toxic to you. Then the second half is future dreams, imagining the experiences you want to have, the way you've grown, the way you're contributing, and imagine it as if it's happening now. And then taking that down to today, going from three years in the future to today. What needs to happen today? And how will I navigate it? How will I feel? How will I be? And then finally, blessing. Filling yourself with love, filling yourself with protection, and knowing that you are supported by some higher power. That's it. Should take you between 15 and 20 minutes. I hope you enjoy it and savor it. And again, if you want to learn more, you can go to mindvalley.com slash extraordinary or read the book, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. All right, go have a great day. Thanks for listening to Work-Life Brilliance. If you want to be coached by Denise, join her in the Work-Life Brilliance Academy, where wholehearted humans are becoming the best version of themselves. Accepting applications now at wlbacademy.com.